0: You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dimbozic.
1: Hey there, I'm Aaron and welcome to a special best of episode of The Hero of the Story. As we gear up for season two, we're representing some of our favorite conversations from the first season. Today we're sharing a practical conversation around the goal of group time. Listen in as we discuss the goal of our time together and how we can navigate group discussions in a gospel-centered way, including addressing theological issues and members dominating conversations. Michelle, she teaches in adult groups, okay, and um, she was asking for some guidance on how do you do how do you do classroom management in a gospel-centered kind of way. And that's a really, that's a really tricky thing because it's really easy to um, just outline the principles of um, sit down, open your, open your Bible, be quiet unless you're being spoken to that kind of thing, which I would um, argue is not gospel-centered, generally management. generally not. But she did ask some really great, great questions that are actually more, um, more about how to navigate discussion. Yeah, um, and which is which is the biggest challenge, and that's the biggest win. Absolutely, when you have
0: good discussion in, a, in an adult group, that's your your major win.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the. Um, so we're going to narrow this down to actually just a couple of a couple of key okay. questions. So one is is that so question one um, would be how do you um, how do you navigate um, how do you how do you balance conversation and trying to um, get through the information that is that is being presented yeah. in in a session. Um, that's a that's a really important thing, yeah. um, and that comes down to really remembering remembering why you're together in a group in the mm-hmm. first place, doesn't it, Brian? Yeah, and I think it's a it's there's
0: a tension there. I know in times that I've I've taught groups um, that there are many weeks where you just feel that pressure. Oh, I need to get through. I haven't gotten through. And we want to give that, that big picture story of that session, especially when you're using something mm-hmm. like the Gospel Project that, that kind of moves along. And if, if you don't complete sessions, and it, it may feel like you're leaving gaps. Yeah. But at the same time, as I said, I mean, good conversation is, is I mean, that's what it's about. Yeah, uh, you don't want to lecture. I mean, that's that's really why small groups matter so much because we we hear, for lack of a better word, a lecturing format in in corporate worship when when a preacher preaches. It's mm-hmm. one directional. Yeah. But when a small group is when you get to interact and, and ask questions and talk and and you're learning together, that's that's why it's of such value. So there's the tension. Yeah. So I would I would say, and this is also this is a good time for us to talk a little bit about. Uh, some of our our changes in the next cycle of the gospel project that begins this fall
1: yeah yeah um, this is uh, this is one of our rare product plugs yeah uh, rare uh, folks and we need a jingle
0: there yeah um but in fall uh, 2018 when we launch our third cycle we have intentionally tried to make sure that each session is still packed full but is possible to get through in most small group hours, which it's not a full hour. Yeah. By the time you have light people dragging in, by the time you have prayer and so forth. You know, you got your like 30, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, you're looking at that. So we're trying to really craft it in such a way that it's reasonable and realistic to get through. So yeah. with all that that long setup out of yeah. the way, I, w- I would say, as you, as you intimated, Aaron, we've got to remember the purpose. The purpose is for us to be discipling people, for us to be growing and my thinking always is, if if we have a true conversation that is a valid, that is that people are growing, that we're rubbing shoulders with something important, that trumps completing a session.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That is, and that that is a that is a, a key thing is that um, discipleship doesn't require you to finish. What's in What's in your book? What's in your no. What's in your um, self prepared um, teaching yep. notes in whatever how, whatever format you're using? You, you
0: have You have prepared um, hard. You've You've done a lot of investment. You, there's things you're excited about talking right. about, but you need to let them die on the altar of discipleship. Mm-hmm. If you have a conversation on point one that is, that is just meaningful and, yeah. and is fruitful, that's where you have to step back and say, no, discipleship is not checking boxes. I don't have to check off box for point one, two, three. Yeah. And so there's a way, though, with that tension, you can either at the end of that time quickly summarize and say, hey, mm-hmm. this is these are the big ideas for points two and three we didn't get to or point three we didn't get to. Uh, trust your people to read during the week. That's why we have the Daily Discipleship Guide, another shameless yep. plug. Where's the jingle? Mm-hmm. Um, that You can say, hey, <laughs> you know, read this on your own. Or the next session, you can just take a little bit more time and say, hey, we didn't quite finish this. Here's some ideas as we move into this week's.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, on this on this point, um, we actually just, um, just recently published a blog post on gospelproject.com slash blog. Um, on how to complete a gospel project session in about 20 minutes. Yep. So if you um, go to the site, if it's not on the main page, just uh, just do a quick just do a search for it. You'll find it pretty quick. Yep. Um, but that's that's one piece there. Discussion matters. Yes, discussion really really matters and. Um, that actually leads into the second question which is how do you um, how do you encourage discussion when you may have someone who very easily dominates um, very easily dominates because of their personality because of whatever versus giving space for the um, for the quieter group members to be able to contribute yeah. as well? Um, how do we do that in a way yeah. that um, again is, honoring of of all and and ultimately brings us all closer to christ and and i think right there what you said is
0: is how this connects to the gospel that the gospel centrality in this is that we recognize everybody's an image bearer of christ Mm -hmm. god and therefore we find value everybody has something to bring to this discussion and so we want to make sure as best we can that we have that open for everybody to contribute um, so, you know, some people would say, well, that's just good classroom management and so forth. Well, it's true, but I think there's a gospel foundation underneath that that is, is important that we remember. And right. that also gives us the impetus to take some what could be hard steps to make sure that happens. When you have somebody dominating, mm-hmm. um, there may be times where you have to look for that that window where they have a slight pause in what they're saying or somewhere and you force in. And thank them for sharing to right. bring an end to their monologue.
1: And see, you do that to me all the time, even though I'm not saying a lot. It's just that I take long pauses. Yes, I need to take advantage of them sometimes. That's true. That's true. I, I tend to be very thoughtful with my words, except for when I'm not. Um, but the yes. reason that I do that, the reason I have long pauses, which I don't have on the podcast usually, is be, the reason I do that is because it prevents me from umming and awing a yes. lot. And so, instead of filling with words, you let that pause. I try to. Yeah, I try to. Um, I'm not a. I just did an um. There we go. You did. I did. But but that's that's really
0: as as a, a group leader, that's a skill that you need to kind of hone, of being able to find better times to interrupt somebody to bring an end to their lengthy monologue yes now i can make the mistake of doing the opposite sometimes i will speak into you wrongly because it's a selfish thing it's i have something i want to say and i'm not caring enough about what you're saying and so there's there's a double-edged sword yeah Uh, but this is one time where it can be advantageous to know how to gently kindly but (laughs) firmly interrupt somebody for the good of the group again remember that context
1: absolutely again if the group is about everyone becoming uh everyone growing in christ likeness growing closer to him so that we can express um express that gospel culture in in the in the church and in the world then we um we need to give that space yes um and speaking of 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 growing in Christ likeness. The last question. Well, let me, let me give one other point on that second one, because I think this also is
0: important for the the value of people as image bearers that I think there is a time teacher group leader where you need to take that person to coffee. Yeah. If, If it's something habitual, if I mean one, one time or, or random. Okay. But if it's something where that person just consistently monopolizes and dominates, for love of your group, for love of that person, um, I I think you need to invite them to coffee one day and have that frank, gentle conversation with them Mm -hmm. and try to guide them to understand what's going on. Um, And so I I think that is a a risky move, but an important move that that a group leader may need to consider taking. And one other quick tidbit of of, um, practical Suggestion for this. Mm-hmm. I, I've been in, in group meetings before where we have what were called the ABCs of sharing. Um, and they were A is B audible because it was a little bit bigger room. So audible, so everybody can hear you. B, B is be brief. There you mm-hmm. go. Ding, ding, ding. And C is be Christ centered. Mm. And so you would have these ABCs. And you can, as a group leader, if you think this is a problem that you really, it's serious enough to. In, to begin some rules like that, or rules maybe too strong of a word, but um, Have some, some guidelines. Some guidelines and say, hey, you know, just for the good of the group, as we just for gospel centeredness as we've been talking about, here are the ABCs that we want to
1: and you just continue to remind your people of them. It's just that that encouragement. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think on that point that you just made about, you know, going and like saying, you know what, maybe we need to just grab a coffee. When you're if you're doing that, the thing that you maybe best to avoid is coming out like a hammer and saying, yeah. Hey, you talk a lot in group.
0: Every week I pray for laryngitis
1: for you. <laughs> that would be the wrong approach. Yes. That would not be a gospel. I mean, you approach. may pray that and that's another I mean, issue, but yeah, just don't tell the person. Totally, totally. No, but instead of asking questions that are, that are probing questions that are like, so, Hey, I've, I've noticed that, that you tend to have a lot to say in group. Is help me help me understand it, like what is it about this like why is it that you is it just you're really engaged is it something more yeah. like is it you know help me understand wh- why yeah that's um, a good approach you know and and th- those why questions help me understand questions those those tend to be diffusing questions although yeah. although some people they they do know. They do pick up on why you're asking them, um, yeah. pretty which, quickly. Which you kind of hope they do, because that's yeah. what you need to address. Absolutely, but they're not antagonistic. Yeah, exactly. And and again, and
0: and it also gives you the opportunity when they say, "Well, it for me, it's just really important that I do it for this reason." And you say, "Well, we have 14 other people in the group who are probably saying the
1: same thing." Yes. And
0: they need an opportunity to share. Yes. As
1: well. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the last question. That uh, that we should address in this is 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 a really tricky one, and it is um, it is not one that is fun to have to deal with at all. But it is the question of what do you do when a group meet member is either in re- in response to a question is saying something that is that is scripturally untrue. Um, so whether it is unbiblical entirely or, um, a biblical, (laughs) um, is maybe is is the gentler thing. So it's like, it's not necessarily wrong, but it's probably not right. And then the outright, no, that, that, that just ain't right at all. Um, you've got that side of it. And then how do you, or if they are praising what would be a false teacher? Yeah. How do you,
0: how do you handle that? Well, I mean, what I do is I just yell heresy as loud as I can and say,
1: go get the kindling. Mmm. You know, that is that is one approach of we, all of all the ways that of we all can handle the different it, ways. That, that is, is one. That is an approach. Yeah, probably not the best one, one for
0: your church's insurance policy. No, it's not. No. And parents really don't like when I do that with their kids. <laughs> no. No. Um. No, I don't do that.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I might be
0: thinking, but that no, I don't do that. No, no, this is a really no, good question. No, no. It's an important it is,
1: it is an important question. And I, it is it's it's tricky because it's it's again like so many other things in um, in leadership style format and format of your group, that it's one that's so easy to get wrong. Yeah. And and I think I think a couple of things have to
0: play into our thinking here. One is as we've talked about before, the the gospel centeredness of a of a of a small group and how we're all trying to grow in our faith. And so you have to be careful, you have to be concerned about other people hearing that untruth mm-hmm. and not believing it's true. So so there you got to you got to address it most of the time. Yeah. The second issue and we can talk a little bit more about how in a second but the second issue I think we have to keep in in mind here is uh that not everything is the same level to respond yes. to. And so is this a gospel issue? Is this is somebody espousing something that would be truly heretical. Yeah. Are are they espousing that Christ alone is not sufficient for salvation, for example? Or is this an an important doctrinal issue for your church Mm -hmm. that's not that level, but it's important to your church? Or is this an opinion? Yes. Is this, you know, eschatology isn't a great one for that.
1: Yeah. So so yeah. So basically the um, because I like to use peas. Okay. Um on things like this, is it a pre is it a, is it a precept so is it is it the is it top level yes um is it a principle so it is you know a denominational distinctive a you know what some people would call a second tier issue that kind of thing or is it a preference so this is this is just um one of my personal quirks um and again that can also be denominational distinctive so um, you know, yeah. eschatology is probably in that second tier place, whereas um, whereas there are some other things that would definitely fall in into that third, and that's really about how you how you structure life as a church, kind of yeah, things so, in I, some places. So I think that also you have to really filter, in. so you got to do triage
0: in the moment. Yes, so you, you first. Okay, is there anybody in this room who just heard that that I need to be concerned about mistaking that for truth? Now you may be in a context where no you feel you feel confident that everybody in the room just recognized that misstatement for what it was right and that's going to take you down a path right or no there's somebody here that may have have been confused by that therefore I have to address it for that reason and then okay how important is this yeah is it something I need to address right now is it something that I can do offline with mm-hmm. these two individuals you know and so forth um, and then how do I if I do have to address it how do I
1: how do I give the context right? Well, and one of those things, so let's, let's just give a, let's just give a, a simple example of one that you've probably heard, um, in lots of different places that actually is a first tier issue, but it is an like a top tier problem, but it is not something that, but it's usually something that people do by accident. So think about when people are praying and, um, typically, we we begin our prayers praying to our Father. Um, this is the way that Jesus has modeled this for us. Um, often, what people will do is is because we are talking to the Father. Um, sometimes you'll hear someone say something like, "Father, thank you for thank you for dying on the cross oh, yeah. for us." Um, that actually is outright heresy. Most people don't realize it. And so you're going they're to not call they're that not being call, heretics. Yeah. Call the heresy what it is because it starts with a P and you have your P affinity. Yeah, absolutely. It is It is. a, it is a precept. No, it's <laughs> patropassionism. It is. Thank you. Yes. Um, but I, I was getting to where the issue lies. It is a precept, but the, but the heresy itself is called patropassionism. And so it is this idea that, um, um, which is related to one that does not have a P, but it is called modalism. Yes um and so what this what this heresy teaches is that um that the trinity is actually a um is actually not something that is true that um god exists in different modes of being so he's never he's never all three the father son and spirit um in the same place at the same time it's kind of basically it's superman and clark kent yeah yeah um to Or Batman and Bruce Wayne, and you don't see the two of them together at the same time, even though they're the same person. And we know this is this
0: is not just a theological, you know, oh, this is a theology argument that that, you know we're getting into the weeds. No, this is this is the essence of of our triune God, which we know is so important because that helps us understand relationship. That helps us understand so much, right? And so this is
1: this is an important issue, right? So, but that, but most people when they pray that aren't modalists no they're just sloppy with the terminology or in the moment they're not thinking yeah exactly and so this is um yeah and it really is just a i wasn't even thinking about it so in that context it doesn't warrant us stopping the prayer no hey stop right now no but it's a it's a it's an hey after exactly with that person yes and saying hey so Thank you so much for participating in in group. Thank you for for praying with us. We love how you're participating. Um, I'm seeing, you know, depending on on how long that person's been in the group, it's I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of fruit. This is what I see yeah. in you. This kind of stuff. It's like maybe be mindful of your of your language, just so you know. Yeah. Um, and, the, or you could go the super passive aggressive route and be like your next, your next session is actually on the Trinity. Um, <laughs> um, well, and that's, you know, the, addressing that.
0: And I've had, I've done this a few times. Th- I've done yeah. that with my pastor and he said something and, and I believe right in the heat of the moment, he just misspoke. But I yeah. felt compelled to go to him and say, hey, bro, when you said this, did you know you said that? Yeah. And he, he was, oh, yeah, I can see. But, you know, because my heart was, I want what's best for him. I want what's best for the church. I'm going to have that conversation with right. him offline with respect and love.
1: Absolutely. The same
0: thing. Hey, when you pray that, do you know what you actually said? Yeah. And and why that matters? And, and if that person says, no, I didn't say anything wrong, then that gives you a, yeah, exactly. a teaching opportunity.
1: Exactly. It's, again, lead with questions. There's a yeah. reason that Jesus led with
0: questions a yeah. lot. Um, so yeah, so I think yeah. the the bigger idea here again is is understand how important of an issue it is, understand the possible ramifications of it being said, and then either if you have to address it in class right then or in your group, do it gently with love, yeah, um, but firmness of making sure the truth is clarified. I right. would always, when I've had to do this, I've always tried to make it a group thing. Hey, instead of so saying you said something wrong, say hey. Sometimes we say some things, or sometimes,
1: and so. I just heard this and so I just wanted to make sure we all understood this. Yeah, and and sometimes you need to do, the, do that as well. There are other times when um you actually do have to call it out a little more explicitly. Um again, that would be someone that would be in an instance where someone is saying, "Well, the resurrection wasn't true." Yeah. In group and it's a definitive statement, yes. not a um, not a, and that's yeah. Does it matter if the resurrection? Yeah, that's is true? where that's and, a question. Yeah,
0: that's where, and and the same thing. If somebody quotes or references a a, a non gospel centered teacher, a false teacher, or whatever, those um, are not the same thing. By they're not the way, the, not the same thing. Um, there are, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, but I think this is where you would need to say definitively, no, that's not the case. Scripture says, and, and appeal to Scripture, of course, Scripture says this, hey, and then you shut it down. Hey, if you want to talk offline about that later, let's move on. But if you want to talk later, I'd be more than glad to talk with you about that right. later. Uh, but you got to shut it down.
1: Oh, absolutely. It is, a, it is a nope. This is a hard stop. We are not like, yeah. hey, so-and-so is not
0: the best teacher we need to be following. Love to talk with you a little bit more about that later now let's move on. Yeah. So I I think you you shut it down, but you also have to move on. You don't let that become a a place for debating. Probably just one person who has that and
1: everybody else is going to sit there going, why are we even talking about about this? this? So for
0: the good of the group,
1: good of the group you need to deal with it but you need to move on absolutely and then you have that private conversation and it is a question of what why is this person appealing to you why what is it that you see in this yeah um in this individual it's again it's asking questions help me understand um now if someone is firmly entrenched in um what would be considered heresy um and will not move away from it and will not see what is true what is what is not um that's when that's when honestly for the good of your group you also need to remove that person from your group
0: yeah this then lapses into a bigger church issue this is where you yes. need to involve your 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 leadership yep um, and however your church handles these things if this is a believer then that in my opinion it really or somebody who claims they're a believer this really initiates the church discipline model that Christ gave us. Yeah. If it's an unbeliever, it's a little bit different how a church knows this, but it's, it's up to the, the church. I think you have to engage your church yeah, and totally. recognize this person can be harmful. Yep. We need to deal with this in some way.
1: Yeah. And that is, that is a, a very crucial thing. And I'm glad you brought that up is that, um, what we do in our groups is not divorced from the rest of, of the life of the church. And so, although we may be a group leader, we may be. It's not your church. You know, yeah, we are not. Um, we unless we have actually been called to um, one of those senior roles mm-hmm. in terms of whether your church uses um, uses the language of elders and deacons, or if it's pastors and yeah. a, and a, bo- a, di- a board of directors, or a committee, or a committee yeah. however you, however you're set up. Um, if you're not formally, if you've not been called to those roles, you need to work with the people who are. And even if you are, even if you right now,
0: you're a pastor, you're yeah. the lead pastor and you happen to be the small group leader, you still should not do that in isolation because that's why the beauty of the church needing one another, Yep. you need wisdom, you want to make sure that you're not overreacting, you want to share the context, you, you want them to help. And also, what happens if it blows up? What happens if that person starts causing a stink? Yep. You don't want to just your word against that person's word. You, how about the good of your small group? You mean have to talk to your small group and say, "Hey," instead of I had to do this, we had we to do this. We collectively had to do so. This. There's wisdom in that. Yeah. So never bear that alone.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And the the last piece on that the, that that I, I just want to leave us with is the goth, There's too much at stake. Yes. Um, to allow um, serious false teaching to persist in our groups. The least loving thing that we can do for, for someone who believes something that is untrue is to allow them to continue to spread that. Um, and the least, the least loving thing we can do for our group members is allow, is allow that to happen in their midst. Um, so for the good of the gospel, for the good of the people that we are, that we are, are serving in a, you know, as group leaders, um, we need to, we need to put an end to that in the most loving and helpful and Christ honoring way possible. Yeah, and this is where we have to remember that um, being in that leadership
0: role of a small group leader is a responsibility. It is. And sometimes, you've probably seen those images of what I thought I'd be doing as a writer with that, you know, people think writing, you and I have both written books, and people who have not think writing is the most glorious thing that just words just, and it doesn't happen do, that way I
1: do nothing all day But yeah. write words
0: it's, it's it's a chore It's it's work
1: It is And, and, you, and so what Or you, the avoidance of Yeah
0: so what you think A writer does And you have this mind <laughs> This picture of sitting by a fire just Versus what yes. it really is With crumpled paper It's the same thing What people think A, a group leader is And you, you think of The glamorous part of it But really what a group leader is it's you bear that responsibility And sometimes you have to do These hard things Absolutely And uh, you can't have it both ways You can't just say all right, I just want the good parts of this the winds and so forth, which are wonderful. That's why yeah. we do it. Yeah. But there are times where you say, I oh, mean, this, this part of it stinks. It's so hard. Absolutely. It's worth doing. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to this special best of episode of the hero of the story. We'll be back next week with another best of, as we prepare to launch season two of the show with all new content in August. In the meantime, please leave your rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more content, please visit gospelproject.com.